Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 14th of March, 2023. Flyers will be back in action tonight. They're going to open up a seven-game homestand tonight. They'll kick it off with the Vegas Golden Knights. Seven-gamer. In my time, I don't know that we've ever had a seven-gamer. If we did in the last 15 years, I don't recall it. But it's a long homestand. Only one back-to-back in there as well. That'll be coming up this Friday and Saturday for the Flyers. But Vegas tonight, Buffalo on Friday. Then Saturday, Carolina comes in. Then Tuesday the 21st, it's the Florida Panthers. The 23rd, it's Minnesota, the Wild. 25th is Detroit. And the 28th will be the Montreal Canadiens. But tonight it is the Vegas Golden Knights. And Vegas, once again, has themselves in a nice position for the playoffs. Sitting in the top spot of the Pacific Division of the Western Conference, 67 games played, 41-20-6 on the season. They've got 88 points on the road this year, 27-5. and They're better on the road than they are at home. You would think that wouldn't be the case, especially teams when you go out to Vegas, you tend to get the Vegas flu, a.k.a. hangover. Uh, 7-2-1 in their last 10. They've won three straight. And Vegas, when they've also dealt with some injuries this year as well, uh, but leading the way from a point standpoint, 67 games played, 52 points is Chandler Stevenson. 13 goals, 39 assists. Now, he's probably leading them in points because he's played 67 games. Uh, Jack Eichel's only played 54, but has 50 points. But they do not have a player that's a point-per-game player on their roster. Just a solid team. That's something we're going to talk about in this episode, about building a roster and also methods of a rebuild. Uh, But Vegas tonight, no Robin Lehner. He's been out for the year for the Vegas Golden Knights as well. We'll see who they go with in net. They've gone with five different goaltenders this year. I hope it's Jonathan Quick, because I want to see Quick. I didn't get to see him uh, when he came into town for with the Los Angeles Kings. He didn't play. Uh, Logan Thompson's carried the most games, 36, and he's got 20 wins, 13 losses, 3 OTL, and a 914 save percentage. Aiden Hill's got a 915. We saw the Flyers against Aiden Hill out in Vegas and quick in three games with the Vegas Golden Knights. Small sample size, but a 939 save percentage. He just needed to get out of LA. He could be a guy that could play a factor. So much playoff experience in quick. Two cups carried the Los Angeles Kings in the playoffs on a number of occasions. Not in his prime anymore. Not the great goaltender that he was. Not, I think he's a Hall of Famer, to be honest with you. But he's not that guy anymore. But if he can go on a run in the playoffs, ooh, look out. He's the most intense competitor for a goaltender that I've ever seen. So we'll see if it's quick tonight versus the Flyers. Very likely going to be Carter Hart for the Flyers tonight as well. Yesterday at practice, Brendan Lemieux did get back on the ice, but Wade Allison did not. Tony D'Angelo will return tonight for the Flyers. Um, We'll see if there's a call-up if Wade Allison can't go tonight. Perhaps one of Elliot Denoyer or Tyson Forster could get the call-up once again uh, from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Both were sent back, uh, so we'll see how that part of the game uh, plays out as well for Flyers Golden Knights tonight. Now, obviously, We've been talking a ton since Friday about the dismissal of Chuck Fletcher, about Danny Briere, about the Flyers moving forward, and the right path to take. And there's a lot of differing opinions. And I'm not going to say anybody's opinion on it is stupid. Because, look, I've been wrong before, too. I, I, I've said they should do this or that, and it was the wrong thing. Things haven't worked out. Some of the things that I said I would have done, they did and didn't work out. 
So nobody's opinion is, is stupid. There's two routes that have been discussed. There is the rebuild, your, I guess, garden variety rebuild. And then there's the tear it down and rebuild. And Danny Breguer in his press conference said, uh, I'm not afraid to say the word rebuild. It's going to take time, but we are in a rebuild. But I want to make sure that it's not a fire sale because we do have some good players here is what he said. And some people are miffed about that because they think that the Flyers should tear it all the way down, trade everything, basically start over, get rid of everybody you can, kind of like what Chicago did last year. Chicago got rid of DeBrinkett and Doc, and they traded Patrick Kane at the deadline. They've gotten rid of so many pieces. I mean, their leading point getter on their team's got 31 points right now. It's pretty, it's pretty dismal there in Chicago. And obviously, they're tanking, trying to have that best chance to get Bedard. We'll see if it works out for them. Some teams are in a position where you can tear it down, and some are not. Tearing it down versus just rebuilding is also a personal thing for the general manager. He may not believe in tearing it down, or some general managers may believe in tearing it down. We've seen both approaches. We saw it in Edmonton. We saw it in other places, Arizona. We saw it in Buffalo, where they're finally now on the ascension after about 12 years. So it takes a really long time when you tear it all the way down. And some people say, well, you got to tear it all the way down because you're not committing fully to a rebuild unless you do that. And I totally disagree with that. There are different ways to rebuild. Like the New York Rangers, they didn't tear it all the way down. Yeah, they put out a letter to their fan base saying they were going to take a, quote, step back. They traded a few key pieces, McDonough, others. But they rebounded very quickly. Now, why did they rebound very quickly? Because they didn't tear it all the way down. They didn't trade Mika Zibanejad. They didn't trade Chris Kreider. They didn't trade some other key pieces. They traded some guys that didn't fit a timeline of a quick rebuild. So they end up getting, obviously, Panarin, who wanted to go there and play in New York. Uh, They have the emergence of Igor Shosturkin. Adam Fox forces his way there. They trade for Jacob Truba and extend him. So that was a really quick rebuild for the New York Rangers. It didn't require a teardown. Now, the Flyers are in a different situation than the Rangers, and the Rangers are in a different situation than Edmonton was, and they're all in a different situation than Arizona is or than Chicago. It's, it's, you have to look at what is on the books, what contracts do you have, and if you can tear it down, or what is the best course of action. And when you look at the Flyers' salary cap situation, you know, they have some players like Kevin Hayes, who's 30 years of age. He probably doesn't fit the timeline of even a quick rebuild if that was the case. His cap hit is $7.142 million, and he's got, beyond this season, he's got three more years. So that'll take him to 34 years of age. Then you look at, you know, Joel Farabee, young player. Uh, you look at Scott Lawton. Okay, Scott Lawton, 28 years of age. Does he fit? $3 million cap hit for three more seasons. Then Nick DeLaurier at 1.75, uh, and he's got three more seasons. Owen Tippett, young player. He's got one more uh, season before his contract's up at 1.5, but he's a restricted free agent. On the blue line, you look at Ivan Provorov. Two more years after this at 6.75. Rasmus Ristolainen has got four years after this at 5.1. Tony D'Angelo, one year at $5 million. Travis Sanheim just signed that contract, which will kick in next year, and his salary will go up to $6.25 million for eight years. Um, Cam York is still 
under a million dollars, but he's a restricted free agent this offseason. And Nick Sealer is making 775 and he's got one year left. The goaltending position, they're not committed to a ton of money here right now. Carter Hart's making 3.979. He's got one more year left on his deal, and he'll still be a restricted free agent. Felix Sandstrom, the backup right now, has one more year at 775000 So, I mean, you're less than $4 million on goaltending. So how do you build a roster going forward from a salary cap standpoint? And how do you do this rebuild? Because there are certain players that you you can't do a scorched earth rebuild here because Sean Couturier has, what, six years left on his contract after this at 30 years of age and a $7.75 million cap hit, and he hasn't played since December of 2021. That is an untradeable contract. Nobody's going to trade for that because if he can't play, nobody wants to be an LTIR for six years. You can't eat money on it because then you're eating money for six years. It's a, it's a contract that cannot be moved. Cam Atkinson, also on injured reserve this year. 5.875. He's got two years left. I don't think that's a contract that can be moved. I mean, you could probably move it, but you'd have to attach a pretty good pick and a, or a prospect to it. And the situation the Flyers are in, in a rebuild, I'm not giving up any picks of value or any prospects of value to just get rid of a contract that's got two years left on it. I'm not doing it. I need those prospects. I need those picks. I need those guys to, you know, those picks to be used on players that are going to help build this thing back up and rebuild it. I can't send it away just to get rid of Cam Atkinson. Travis Konechny is also on injured reserve right now. He's got two years beyond this one at 5.5. Flyers have $19.1 million right now on injured reserve. On LTIR is Ryan Ellis at 6.25. Now, Ellis, you know, you looked at the trade deadline and said, well, why didn't the Flyers trade Ryan Ellis to the Arizona Coyotes? They, they took on a bigger contract than Jake Voracek. Well, Jake Voracek is definitely not playing. Um, he is done. He's got one year left. And because he has one year left, that is a tradable contract to a team like Arizona who needs to get to the floor. Arizona is not going to trade for a player like Ryan Ellis who's got four years after this, where they'd have to LTIR him every year. That is an unmovable contract. Not that Ryan Ellis, we're banking on him coming back. We're not. So when it comes to the scorched earth or tear it all the way down, I just don't see a situation where they can. Now, I mentioned Kevin Hayes. That is a player that you can move this offseason. The return may not be great. He doesn't fit the timeline, and you may be able to get something for him. And if you're rebuilding, that probably makes sense. James Van Riemsdyk obviously comes off the books. He's an unrestricted free agent. Scott Lawton is a very interesting one. He's the only player on the team to wear a letter. And I know the tear it down people will just say, Dad, just give it to everybody and stink. Well, that's a bad thing to have. You have to have some leadership. You do also have to have some veterans there that play the game in the right way, that you know lead by example. Because you don't want the young players as you're rebuilding coming in with it being a free-for-all of all young players. you got to learn how to be a pro from somebody. Now, Scott Lawton's 28. Could he yield you a good return? A decent return. You're, it's not going to be earth-shattering. We like Scott Lawton here. We know the little things that he does, and he's having a good year. But he, he's not going to yield you a, a first-round pick. That's just not going to happen with three years left on a deal. 
So you're probably not going to move Scott Lawton. Uh, when you look at some of the other forwards, obviously Noah Cates, he's a young player. He's 24. Not young, young, because he did play four years of college, uh, but he's a player they're going to keep. Morgan Frost, he's a restricted free agent this summer. His contract is up. What they do with Morgan Frost will be interesting. Do they commit to him? Do they commit to multiple years? Do they just sign him to a, a bridge contract or a one-year deal? We'll see what they do there. Um, Ivan Provorov. Now, this is a player that 26 years of age, in his prime, making 6.75 for the next two years, that could get you a good return, could help you in a rebuild. Absolutely. Ivan Provorov is a guy that is the prime example of one of those off-season hockey trades, where you trade him to a team that really has a need for a defenseman, that's always available, that can play a lot of minutes, and help a team. And you can either get a young piece, NHL piece, a young a prospect and picks, a piece, prospect and a pick. You can get some combination and get a good return package for a player like Ivan Provorov. And again, he's 26, which brings us to 26-year-old Travis Sanheim. Now, this is probably more difficult to move because it's eight years and Sanheim has not had a good year. He is thought of well around the league. It's not an impossible contract to move, I don't think. I think that it's a contract that you may be able to move. I think that contract will actually end up aging pretty well. He just hasn't had a good year, no doubt about it. We'll see if he rebounds. He has not had a very strong season, and he would be the first to tell you that. Now, let's go to Travis Konechny because he's another guy in that same age range, 26 years of age. And where before I was dead set against trading Travis Konechny, and I've said nobody on this roster is untouchable, but there's certain guys that I really don't want to trade. If you're north of 25, 25 or older on this team, I think you have to look at it. I think you absolutely have to look at it. I'd like TK to be here because he had some personality. He's their most skilled player. All of those things. I think with Drew gone now, he's jumped into that leadership role. I think he's a good fit with John Tortorella. But he is 26 years of age. And depending on what their timeline is, and this timeline is going to change. We cannot be really rigid about this timeline. You can't say five years. It's going to take five years minimum or three years or four years. You don't know because what you don't know is how the lottery is going to break out. You don't know what your first-round draft picks are going to do. You're going to draft guys, and some of them are going to be not as good as you thought they were. Some of them are going to be exactly what you thought they were. Others may be way better than you thought they were. For example... When Colorado drafted Kale McCarr fourth overall in 2017, do you think they thought he'd be, he'd be this that quickly? No way. Nobody did. So if you end up getting players that accelerate your team, your rebuild is shorter. And con it's converse the other way. If they're not, you have to make good picks. You have to make good picks and you have to develop them and you have to handle them the right way. But TK, I, I think he's a guy that yields you a good return. And with a contract of two more years at 5.5, to me, that's a player that could yield you a really nice return and help in a rebuild. Again, my heart says no, but my mind says I have to listen on him. I absolutely have to listen. And then the last one is a really difficult one because it's goaltending and it's Carter Hart. Now, we've seen Sam Erson this year, and he's played really well. But the fact of the matter is this. He hasn't played enough. He hasn't played enough games to where 
I would feel comfortable saying, yeah, let's trade Carter Hart because we have Sam Harrison. I'm nowhere close to that. Goaltending is a position where they can go on a heater, an absolute heater, and fool you. We've seen so many guys from the Hamburglar to, I mean, guys in full seasons that did it. Jim Carrey in Washington. We've seen a lot of goalies come in, be really good for a year, and then flame out. Sam Erson's played in 10 NHL games. He's got an 898 save percentage and a 307 goals against average. Now, the numbers aren't great. He's been better than the numbers, like Carter's been better than his numbers. But I'm not going to trade Carter Hart because I feel comfortable with Sam Harrison. Now, Carter's deal's up after next year, and he's a restricted free agent. Does he fit the timeline? He's only 24. Goalies hit their prime around 26. He's obviously an early prime. That doesn't mean that the the back end of his prime is going to come down to 28 instead of 32. But he's a guy that from a timeline perspective, I would think would want to be here and could be here. They could keep him, but you could also get something for him to acquire what you don't have. You can get more draft capital and more swings at high-end talent because that's what they don't have. They don't have high-end talent. And a player like Konechny, I don't know if he's going to get you high-end talent, a high draft pick, but you could get younger, cheaper, and long-term better if you moved him. Same with Provorov. With Hart, that's a player if you moved him, you could be swinging at a high-end talent. Return, all said and done. So I don't know what the answer is. But rebuild versus scorched earth. I'm not a fan of the scorched earth idea. I'm not. Frankly, I'm going to be 51 years of age in a couple weeks, two weeks, on the 30th. I want to see the team get back to prominence. I'm not saying I need to see the team win a cup before I die. I'm not going there. I'm only 50. I want to see this team return. And I don't think tearing it all the way down to ash is the right way to go when you consider the contracts and all elements of what will go into this. Not to mention, if they tore it all the way down to the studs, stay off Twitter. Because people say they want them to lose, but then they lose and they complain. They're an embarrassment. Well, if they tear it all the way down to the studs, you will be seeing some really crappy hockey. And you got to accept it. Because if that's the path you wanted them to take, you have to accept it. It's Again, I've said this before. It's easy to say you want it. It's very difficult to live it. Very difficult. All right, Flyers Vegas tonight at Wells Fargo Center kicking off a seven-game homestand. We'll break it down tomorrow. Join us then on a brand-new episode of Flyers Daily. Hey!